Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number gentlemen live from the west coast it's time for ring talk live worldwide your inside look into combat sports ring talk live worldwide is brought to you by the world boxing council the wbc and now the host of the longest running fight show in radio and internet history i am not these bubblegum dudes you talk to pedro fernandez he will be mine in round nine and if he makes me four i'll cut it to four Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos, ladies and gentlemen, emanating, coming at you from the multi-million dollar sports byline studios. Check it. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide on WBC TV. Often imitated but never duplicated. Get this. I think we've been on now 1,934 weeks. Get that. 1,934 weeks. That's how many weeks I've been on the radio. That's a long, long time, isn't it? Straight up, my name is Pedro Fernandez. Who am I? I am your modest host, your ever-so-modest host. I'm also a four-time Golden Glove champion. I won some boxing awards, basically for my writing, so I know a little bit about the sport. But guess what? I've always found out, especially after a big fight night last night with Shakur Stevenson looking as good as he did. I mean, he he lived all lived up to all the hype and more. But after that fight, maybe you've got a different perspective on things. Let me know. Here is the toll-free listener line. I'll open it up once at the top of each hour. 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. Of course, there's also the guilt-free no-commitment text line. That number, 415-275-1613. The text line, once again, 415-275-1613. Well, it was a masterful showing last night. I mean, Jamal Herring, he's no bum. I'm talking about, of course, the former Marine, the ex-WB 130-pound champion last night was shut out. Did he win a minute? Yeah, he won a minute, but he didn't win much more than a minute last night. There were a couple of times where maybe he won a minute and had Shakur going backwards, but outside of that, it was all about double S. Shakur Stevenson looking like, looking like, wow, maybe a phenom. Oh, speaking of phenoms, how about this guy, Xander Zayas? We'll talk about that in depth after the break. Straight up, you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide 35, make that 36. No, no, 37 plus years now, knocking out all bums. You started to let your hair go Spend big bucks to top your wardrobe But somehow you know there's much more to the trip What is hip? Tell me, tell me If you think you know What is hip? If you're really hip The past and the years will show You in a hip trip Panera believes in saying yes 
Yes to clean, fresh ingredients. Yes to the new chicken sausage and pepperoni flatbread topped with rich mozzarella. Yes to delicious mac and cheese. Yes to putting it on a sandwich, creating the grilled mac and cheese sandwich. And yes to impromptu road trips to Sandwich, Illinois. Because that's living life to the flavor fullest. Get $1 delivery when you order on our app. Panera, live your yes. Pricing and product availability may vary. Visit PaneraBread.com. If you owe the IRS back taxes, don't worry. There's a bright side. The experts at BrightSideTaxRelief.com will protect you from having your wages garnished, money deducted from your bank account, and your home or business seized. BrightSideTaxRelief.com will fight the IRS and negotiate to reduce or eliminate the amount you owe. Visit BrightSideTaxRelief.com or call 800-730-4313. That's 800-730-4313. The consultation is free. Go to brightsidetaxrelief.com now. When you want to protect your IRA or 401k, don't trust it to just anyone's hands. It's your money. You earned it, and you deserve the best protection available. That's where Augusta Precious Metals comes in. We've provided gold and silver IRAs to thousands of Americans, including Joe Montana himself, the Hall of Fame quarterback. Augusta is trusted by all these people because we have a simple process requiring little more than a phone call to book an appointment for a one-on-one web conference on the benefits of buying gold inside your IRA. Our objective, to educate you on the economy and on the way Americans are using gold as an important part of their wealth protection plans. So do what Joe Montana did. Protect your IRA with gold and silver. Call Augusta Precious Metals right now. 800-251-0427. 800-251-0427. That's 800-251-0427. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. You're listening to Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Brought to you by the World Boxing Council, the WBC. Right here on Sports Byline. Those are the horns of the mighty Tower of Power. Check them out. They're rocking and rolling. Towerofpower.com. That is the website, of course. Emilio Castillo, the band leader. The confident lad that he is. Got it going on, man. They've got some new new drops. Cuddy says they're not albums anymore. They're not CDs. They're called drops. When I grew up, they were records. Then they were albums. Then they were LPs. Then they were CDs. No, then they were cassette tapes. Then they were CDs. And now I don't even know how you guys get your radio and your music. It's all electronic downloads. Bottom line is, that's what's happening. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing and MMA. Well, I touch on MMA. I will a little bit. A little bit later in the show, of course, the UFC rocking and rolling or trying to in Las Vegas, Nevada with basically a bunch of no-names. Anyway, Shakir Stevenson, 
not a known name. 2016 Olympic silver medalist, okay, considered the one of the brighter prospects in the world of boxing. Of course, that last fight where he sort of sucked a little bit, and, you know, I mean, he didn't look too good. He was clutching and holding and, and basically throwing one-twos. And But last night, it wasn't a one-two type of night. He was throwing punches in bunches. I mean, he was throwing punches up top and then coming back with a shot to the body to finish things off. I mean, he was just... Shakur Stevenson last night showed that he belongs in the upper echelon of boxing right now. I mean, he's that good. I kid you not. He's that good. Um, was he able to uh, absorb a big shot from Jamal Waring? Not really. Waring's not that big of a punch or anything like that, okay? So he's not that. He's not a, 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 a guy that's going to come out and drill you, okay? But Waring had one shot last night, and that was to come out and be aggressive, and he wasn't. I still don't understand why these guys want to do this. They come out and try to outbox the master boxer. Doesn't make sense. Robert Guerrero tried to do it with uh, with um, Floyd Mayweather. He didn't try to do that with 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 uh, anybody else. I mean, he went out there. And he tried to fight. When you try to outbox a guy that's superior to you, it's like it's like stupidity. It's like what is it? Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and failing. Okay, and that's what guys seem to do with these superior boxers. I mean. Marvin Hagler and Ray Leonard. I mean, Marvin didn't need to be boxing Ray Leonard, but I wanted to show him a better boxer. So he boxed and boxed and boxed, and he ended up losing a close 12-round decision back in 1987. May, uh, may he rest in peace. Talk about the marvelous one. And speaking of the marvelous, how insecure can you be to have your name changed officially on your birth certificate from Marvin the Marvelous? I don't know. Think about that. Anyway, may he rest in peace. But Shakur Stevenson last night, masterful, uh, of course, a converted right-hander. What do I mean by that is he writes with his right hand. His right hand is a strong hand, but yet he leads with his right hand. Most southpaws, left-handers lead with their right hand and follow with the left cross, but he's got an educated boxing style. There's no doubt about it. I mean, he was thrown from both sides last night and thrown with authority. Um, I lacked his dedication in his drive the last time. He said that, you know, bring it up in the interview a little bit later, that Tim Bradley sort of uh, spurned him a little bit, sort of agitated him and got him motivated to come out and do such a spectacular performance last night. But at the end of the night, Jamal Waring, not a bum, but he's just not in this guy's league. Shakur Stevenson just had a breakout performance. Shakur, we had asked you before, was Jamal Herring the man to bring out the best in you? Did he? Most definitely. I feel like Jamal Herring is a great fighter. Um... He's tough. He's real tough. He got great boxing skill. He got great power. Uh, I was just a better man tonight. What was said after the fight? Because there was a lot said before, and I know that it's gamemanship, and I know that there's no friends, but what was said after the fight? I mean, it was no friends because we were fighting. But now that we're not fighting, I love Jamel Henry. Uh, he's my friend. Uh, I don't got no problem with Jamel. Hey, to his wife, I'm sorry. I don't want no trouble with you. She's tough. Yeah, she doesn't mess around, but neither did you tonight. What was it about your performance that made you happiest? Uh, I want to thank Tim Bradley. Tim Bradley was uh, criticizing me, calling me boring. Um, so I wanted a fun fight. I wanted to perform, show my skills, show my boxing skills, my defense, my power. Um, I showed everything tonight. You did. Yep. What was most impressive is you were standing in front of Jamel Herring, and much like you have been able to do throughout your career, you were unhittable for parts of the fight. When did you know you had this fight won? Uh, around like the fifth round. Fifth round, um, I had landed everything. Um, I was winning clearly. And then he started trying to come on. And when he started trying to come on, I'm like, okay, I'm going to take a break. Then step it back up later. Jamel, his left eye started to swell early, but then that cut happened. 
What did you think when you saw that blood streaming from his face? I smelled blood. I saw uh, he was bleeding. I'm like, okay, I got to attack the cut. So every punch I was looking for, I was trying to touch the cut, touch the cut, uh, just to make the doctor stop it. The first title you ever won was a vacant belt. This one you had to take from another fighter. How did that feel? It felt amazing. I want to be a superstar in the sport. I'm here to last. Uh, I take my craft very serious. I'm disciplined. Uh, I did a strong camp. I want to thank my team. Uh, Coach Wally Moses, Jack, Dirt, Kay. Um, I had a strong team. They got me prepared for this, and we was in the gym grinding. Everyone talks about... I love my family and friends, too. I appreciate y'all. Everyone talks about the young princes, kings, whatever you want to call them, at 135, who don't step into the ring against one another. But here at 130, there's champions who want to fight. Who do you want to fight? I mean, there's only one fight left at the end of the day. It's the biggest fight in the division. Um, Oscar can't keep ducking. It's time for him to fight. It's me versus Oscar Valdez. There's nothing else to uh, look forward to. The 130-pound division, we need to unify. Let's get it. That's exactly what boxing needs. Shakur, one last message to your fans who came out in force here in Atlanta. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. Oh, yeah, shout out to Jay Prince, Antonio Leonard, um, Andre Ward, Josh Dubin, everybody. Uh, I appreciate everybody that helped me out. He mentioned Jay Prince there, of course, the uh, CEO of Rap-A-Lot Records. Remember him? Not really. He came into the boxing business about 15 or 20 years ago. He was a notoriously a bad guy, like a tough guy, like a thug type of guy. But I always found him to be like the ultimate as far as professionals and a businessman was concerned. Maybe that's why uh, I was afraid of him. I just was. I mean, you know, there were certain guys you didn't want to cross. And I think that he was one of the guys that you were smart not to cross in the world of boxing. Now, straight up last night, of course, there were some good fights, of course, uh, or good names per se. Nico Ali Walsh is a grandson of Muhammad Ali. Now, you know. I'm not trying to say the apple fell close to the tree here. Maybe it didn't even fall anywhere near the tree because the guy doesn't look like he can fight all that much. But he's only had two professional fights. And last night he was eating right hands early on in the first round and had James Wesley have been a little bit more than what he was as far as in punching power was concerned. Talk about the kid that came in with just one professional fight. Um, things might have been a little bit different. Okay, I mean, Andre Ward and those guys were like, you know, questioning his ability to, to win last night, let alone win in the future. So he straightened himself out. Ended up landing a great shot, ending the fight. Mr. Wesley went down, I think, in the fourth round. At the end of the night, uh, Ali, Wa- uh, Nico Ali Walsh, not the Nico Ali Walsh, okay, is now 2-0, and he's got two stops. And you got to give him a little credit. I mean, he had class afterwards, no doubt about it. But the guy that really stole the show, and I mentioned this before, his name is Xander, oh, God, Zayas. I mean, he is just a monster. I can't say no more. I've never seen a fighter this young with this kind of ability. I mean, he's got Roberto Duran, like, hands inside, and and Ray Leonard, hands, like, inside. I mean, he's just, like, the best thing I've ever seen in in a long, long, long time. I mean, he throws things. He throws punches when you're supposed to throw them. It's just like I couldn't find any flaws in him. I was looking and looking and looking and looking and looking because I had heard so much, you know, about this guy. He's only 19 years old, and Bob Arum signed this Puerto Rican kid um, from the land of Rica. He signed him at the age of like 16, the youngest prospect he ever signed in his life. But Bob knows his stuff. Master Bob knows his stuff, okay? Of course, you you can criticize him all you want. He's 87 years old. He's still rocking and rolling, promoting big shows. And, of course, he's got, he's got Oscar Valdez and he's got Shakur Stevenson. So it looks like that fight will happen, I believe, in the near future. But anyway, bottom line is Zayas. Holy cow. I mean... The ups, the downs. When I say ups and downs, I mean the fact that he was able to punch. It changed levels. The way I've never seen a fighter change levels like that in just ten fights. And Dan Carpencia, a tough guy, no doubt about that. He came in, but it was like 
phys- it was fistic abuse. I mean, he, the guy wasn't in the fight. The guy didn't win 10 seconds of the fight. That's, you know, when you're just like getting your ass whipped from the start and then they stop it, his father stopped the fight. Thank you. It was, you know, it was, that was good to see. That was good to see because he, he, his father was going to send him out. If his father sent him out one more round, he was going to get laid out. Okay, no sense in your guy getting laid out. He's beaten already. If a guy's beaten already, time to stop the fight. The fight is no longer competitive. Of course, Carpencia's father stopped the fight. I said this was so cool. Props to him. Of course, some of those ringside doctors, some of those referees, some of these other corner men should take a note from that young man last night. He performed admirably when his son, you know, his son's life was on the line there. And he didn't call it too soon. He didn't call it too late. That was a perfect call on the role of a father. Because sometimes, you know, the father, because he's got this emotional uh, in, in involvement with the fighter, you know, he's father and son, that he can't, he can't get the perfect median. It's either like he lets the fight go too long or he, lets the fight, he stops the fight too soon. He just can't be objective about it because that's his kid. You know what I'm saying? And of course, I've seen fathers kill their kids. Rico Velasquez Sr., I mean, before Rico died, one minute before Rico was, one minute and a half before Rico died, before he went out, his father said to him, this was like in 1989 in San Jose, California, and I knew he was going to die. I was screaming at the referee, stop the fight, stop the fight, stop the fight. I told the referee, stop this fight. Hank Alesper was a referee from Sacramento, California. I said, stop the, I ran up to the ring. Jack Fist says, you can't do that. I said, Jack, you don't know boxing. So I ran up to the ring. I said, I said Hank, stop the fight, stop the fight. I said, he's gonna, you're going to kill him. He's going to die. He's going to die. This is the, blah, 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 blah. The referee told me, go sit back down, son. Let me do my job. 40 seconds later, Rico Velasquez was dead. But I remember what his father was telling him in the corner. And then when the referee wouldn't stop the fight, I ran over to his corner. And I went to his father, stop the fight, stop the fight. And his father looks at his kid and says, show me some balls. Yeah, he showed him some balls. He was dead 45 seconds later. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of... Boxing and MMA, often imitated, but as you can see, never duplicated. More Ring Talk after the break. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, my heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-410-4771. 800-410-4771. 800-410-4771. That's 800-410-4771. 
I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. He is the greatest fighter of all times next to me. Ain't nothing I can say, nothing I can do. My buddy, my good friend, Leonard Williams. Born Leonard Williams, Lenny Williams, of course, platinum recording artist, back with the Tower of Power. That was a, a few days back, but the bottom line is he's rocking and rolling. Check him out, LennyWilliams.com. Now, we'll go through some more boxing results. Of course, last night, unbeaten U.S. Olympian, one of the Isley brothers. I kid you not, not one of the singing Isley brothers. Anyway, Troy the Transformer Isley, now three and zip, two KOs, scored a first-round knockout over a guy by the name of Nikolai Navarro. Two and two now, two KOs. I guess he can punch a little bit in the middleweight bout. Time was 2.48 of round number one. And Evander Holyfield's son. Remember him? Remember Evander Holyfield? Of course, Evander Holyfield was the guy that got licked like a stamp, the guy that should have been arrested for impersonating Evander Holyfield, the guy that 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 besmirched the sport of boxing and besmirched his own legacy, that made him set, that looked so bad to get lit up like Vito, by Vitor Belfort. Listen, to get destroyed by Vitor Belfort, if you can imagine Vitor Belfort and you imagine, or you watched him destroy Evander Holyfield, could you imagine what he would have done to Oscar De La Hoya or Oscar De La Fishnets? Come on, man. If Oscar showed up in his... Best drag, you know, like the Victoria's Secrets bra and that kind of good stuff, it wouldn't be enough to keep the other guy from kicking his ass. It just wouldn't. I'm telling you, Vitor Belfort would have licked him like a stamp. But, of course, Oscar got COVID. Then he went to the hospital. And he's the only COVID guy that I've ever seen in the history of COVID now that's shooting videos. You know, 
doing videos in the hospital. Listen, oh, you know, no, no, you're supposed to be dying. Everybody I talked to had COVID on the phone. Oh my God, blah, blah. right? Not Oscar De La Hoya. He's in the party. He's in the hospital, like partying and having a good time. Well, bottom line is. The reason why he, ended, he, I believe he went into the hospital was to get out of that fight with Vitor Belfort because he knew he was about to get destroyed. And, of course, Vitor Belfort, a former MMA fighter, a guy that knows how to get leverage on his hands, he just does. I mean, he didn't have to hit Evander Holyfield all that much. I mean, Evander didn't look like... Evander didn't know... He didn't look like Evander Holyfield. Like, Hector and I were look, looking at this out of the, with the same perspective. I mean... There was no boxing ability there. I mean, he didn't know how to throw a jab. He threw a jab and it came back like that. What I mean is you throw a jab and it's supposed to come back straight to your to your chin like that. But his jab came back like that. And, you know, that, that opened him up to the right-hand counter. And you don't have to be Muhammad Ali with a right-hand crowner to, to, to see that opening. I mean, Vitor Belfort saw that opening and Vander Holyfield was toast. So for those of you complaining, I heard some people complaining that they stopped it too soon, that he was a legend. Yes, he was a legend. Key word there was, was. That was like years ago. Listen, me and the guy were in the same Olympic training camp. Me and Vander Holyfield back in 1984. What does that say? He shouldn't be boxing. You know, he just shouldn't. I mean, he's 58 years old, 59 years old. Vander, you know, he got embarrassed. Did he make a few bucks? I understand he made $550,000 for that. I don't think that was worth it. I really don't. Um, I think he could have done something with Mike Tyson. Had he been smart, he would have done something just with Mike Tyson. They would have made millions together. Because nobody knew that Mike Tyson was going to go out there and destroy Vander Holyfield. Because if they fought that third time, and even in an exhibition, Mike Tyson will be arrested for domestic violence afterwards. I mean, that would just be a one-sided route. There's just no doubt about it. I mean, as far as ability is concerned, Mike's got a little ability left. He can still, you know, move around this. And Vander can't even move around. He stood there like a pole. He looked there like a pole. I mean, I don't want to, bum. He looked like a bum. He looked like a guy that never boxed before in his entire life. Not in 1984 Olympic bronze medals who was disqualified and should have probably won the gold. Okay, not a guy that won the cruiserweight championship, and then of course ended up coming on and winning the world heavyweight championship. No, 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 no. No, that's that's not that's not the way you should have went out. But then again, all boxers go out that way. Think about it. Ali went out. I mean, Larry Holmes kicked his ass, and a year later he said, "Well, I'll take on Trevor Burbick," and Burbick beat him. Of course, that was in Jamaica, and that ended Muhammad Ali's career. But you know. Nobody can, Robert, uh, Sugar Ray Leonard. I mean, I can go back, talk about his comeback against uh, Terry Norris and, and Hector Camacho, the Camacho fight they televised. Of course, he went into the fight with a hurt leg, I think a, a, a bruised Achilles or something like that, but Ray couldn't put much weight on his right foot. But then again, the show had to go on, and Ray knew it had to go on, okay? So Ray went out there, and Hector Camacho had a wonderful night as far as the, he the Harlem heckler was concerned. Hector Camacho, may he rest in peace, man. You know, he had some issues, but anytime I was around him, he was he was so entertaining and so enlightening. I mean, he could he would lighten up a room. I mean, he'd walk into a room and there'd be nothing happening. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then like it's macho time. And you sort of went along with it. It wasn't a gag, it wasn't a gimmick, it was him. It wasn't a gag or a gimmick. I'll never forget the time that we were at the um the Rivera Hotel. Was it the Riv? I think it was the Riv. Live River, the or, or outdoors at the Las Vegas Hilton, one or the other. I think it might have been the Hilton, the Hilton Pool. But we were told uh, to go there by Don King Productions. We were told to meet the media was going to meet Hector Camacho at the pool, the side of the pool. You know, we have a press conference outside 
near the pools, and, you know, instead of inside in the stuffy room in this sense. So we had it out by the pool. So I guess it was about 15 or 20 of us out there. AP was out there. I was with Flash and Boxing Updated Time and the SF Progress and KMBR. And, but, you know, the AP was there and the New York papers were there. I mean, all the hot shots outside of me, uh, including me, were there. And uh, Hector Camacho hadn't showed up yet. He was about 10 or 15 minutes late, man. I'm looking at my watch saying, I wear a watch. I was looking at my watch saying, you know, the, the macho man's late. The Harlem heckler's not here. I mean, he's usually, he's usually early to press things so he can like do his thing, okay, be, be the macho man. But anyway, he's, he's not showing up. So all of a sudden, I guess about 15, maybe 20 minutes after he's supposed to be there, I hear, it's macho time, you know, and he comes walking up to the pool, and, and I don't notice it, but there's a little old lady sitting in a wheelchair right next to the swimming pool, right next to like about two feet away from the edge of the swimming pool, and she's like in like a, kind of like a little 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 cover over in this thing, you know, she's hunched over in this thing. It looks like a really, look like an old la- elderly lady in this wheelchair, okay? So I'm not, I mean, I just happened to, 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 to notice her. I didn't think, take note of her or anything like that. So Hector's walking in, he's screaming, hey, it's macho time, it's macho time. And, he, you know, he walks up and he gets close, he gets, he's walking towards the lady, you know, where the, where the, where the, where the wheelchair is at. And I'm still not thinking nothing of it, right? Boom! He runs over the wheelchair and he pushes it in the swimming pool. Whoa! This lady in a wheelchair just sink to the bottom. I said, "Holy spit!" Not with a speed, not with a pee. Oh, well, I could, I, I, I couldn't believe it. Okay, I couldn't believe it. So then, so then, this person is like hanging around at the bottom of the pool for a while because they were they were an accomplished diver from UNLV. In other words, he went the whole nine yards. It was an, he was an accomplished diver from the University of Las Vegas, Nevada at Las Vegas there, okay, UNLV. And there was a guy who knew how to hold his breath underwater, okay? So he went underwater, and he was like underwater for like a minute, like a minute. I'm, think, I'm freaking out, okay? This guy's not coming up the whole nine yards. And, you know, me being the ex-cop and this kind of stuff, I'm thinking about, do I need to jump in here and save this guy? What's going on? What's going on? So finally, the dude comes up, and he goes, <laughs> Like that, and says something, you know, and, and I'm looking at him, saying, "Thank God he's alive." This and, that. and then I realized it was a joke. Hector Camacho played a joke on the entire world of the press world. I mean, we were just like blown away by it. The best gag I think has ever been pulled on me, as far as a media member is concerned. I mean, that was just the best line. I mean, I was so concerned that this person was going to die because I mean, you know, when you're underwater for a long time, I mean, you know, like a minute's a long time to be underwater. Think about it. Try to hold your breath for a minute. I don't think he can. He can't. I mean, he just can't. It takes a lot. It takes a lot. Anyway, this guy was underwater for a minute. When he finally came up, um, I realized the gag was on this and that, but I would give it to Hector, Hector Camacho having the, uh, the best gag of all time. And, of course, there was one time where I was fighting with my ex-wife, uh, the, uh, the she is. Anyway, but I was fighting with her over talking to my daughter on the phone, and uh, she, he said, let me call her. So he calls her. He gets her on the phone. He says, um, is this Mrs. Fernandez? Oh, God. And she goes, yeah. He goes, who's this? She goes, this is Hector. Hector who? Because she thought it was my best friend, Hector Martinez, okay? Because she was going to dog him out. He goes, this is Hector Camacho, the, uh, the macho man. So she's like freaking out for a minute, like, because that's her favorite boxer. This and so I guess her, her mouth was, he was a gas just for a second anyway. And then she ended ragging on him. Oh, you know, I let him talk to the girl, to, to his daughter all he wants. I don't know what you're talking about. She goes, he goes, hey, I just watched him hang up the phone on you. You hung up the phone on him. You're not letting him talk to his daughter. Bottom line is, Hector Camacho cared more than just uh, just a boxer. He was a pretty good guy, straight up. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing and MMA. Hour number two, I'm going to bring in activist. No, not me. A female activist, Claire, Claire Walt, uh, Claire Burke, and of course Claire Burke is a um, 
a spit disturber. A spit disturber with capital letters. And, of course, change the P to an H. I kid you not. But we'll go with Clara Burke in hour number two. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. And WBC-TV, of course, will come to you live on Twitch.tv, the Sports Byline USA channel. Watch a live stream as I speak. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You know the story. Often imitated, but never duplicated. Ring Talk Live Worldwide, brought to you by the WBC, the World Boxing Council. If it's necessary, I'll go 12 rounds, and I did. Did you go to school, so to speak, on what happened to Rosario when he knocked him down and then got knocked out himself? Just got to get your hands together. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759. Hey, listen up. Before the weather changes, get new windows in your home and save possibly hundreds on your energy bill. Call the window replacement hotline right now and take advantage of their special savings event. Get your leaky, drafty windows replaced with energy-efficient, beautiful, virtually maintenance-free windows at this year's rock-bottom prices. Our prices are so low, we don't want to scare the competition. The only way to hear about our window savings is to call. Yes, you must call our special toll-free number for the best window replacement prices in town. Get your new windows, patio doors, and more from the window replacement hotline. Get ready for the change in weather. Save on your energy bills. Call right now for tremendous prices on new windows and beautify your home. Call the window replacement hotline now. 800-685-2080. 800-685-2080. That's 800-685-2080. And now today's Rust Eating Tip of the Day, presented by Free All Deep Penetrating Oil. You're all set for a quick tire rotation until you have a rusted on wheel. Coat those lug nuts in penetrating oil, let them sit for a few minutes, and you'll have them off in a cinch. Now give a generous spray into each mounting hole, place a 2x4 on the outer edge of the wheel, and smack the wood with a mallet, just enough to create some braking force and vibration. Repeat if necessary. And now a word from Free All. Stop wasting your time struggling to loosen rusted nuts and bolts. Start using Free All Deep Penetrating Oil. Free All spreads deep into rusted or frozen parts to help release tough bolts and washers. Its formula delivers three times more lubricant. That means less sprays, less torque, and less time than any other penetrating oil on the market. It's even silicone free. Professionals have trusted Free All Deep Penetrating Oil for over 40 years. Now it's your turn. Get Free All today at AutoZone, O'Reilly, and Nash. Look for the silver can. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. You use so many big words, how was you a trick-a man? I'm not going to trick you. You know I'm not going to trick you, Mom. Wouldn't think of doing it. You're being extremely truculent. Whatever truculent means, if that's good, I'm that. You are not 
a stupid boy. You want to take Ashley Clay when Howard yes. Cosell and everybody is calling him Muhammad Ali? Now why you got to be one of all people who's color to keep saying Cassius Clay? My name is Muhammad Ali, and you will announce it right there in the center of that ring after the fight if you don't do it now. No, I will not go 10,000 miles from here to help murder and kill another poor people simply to continue the domination of white slave masters over the darker people of the earth. So Mighty Horns here at the Tower of Power, of course, uh, below us all the city lights and things. Is that it? I don't know. Any bottom line is that's Lenny Williams from the Back to Oakland album, man. Nothing better than that Back to Oakland album, of course. Some people thought the third Tower of Power album, the one that went platinum, was the best album. I thought that Lenny did the uh, Urban Renewal album, the Back to Oakland albums were fantastic presentations, no doubt about that. Um, you heard the uh, clip there coming in there, Muhammad Ali talking about, why don't you call me by my name, Muhammad Ali, and not Cassius Clay. He was talking to Ernie Terrell. Ernie Terrell is out of Chicago, Illinois. He's about six foot five, accomplished professional boxer. At one point in time, the WBA title holder. Um, he was a formidable foe. He just was, you know. And and I met him, I guess, about 1992, 1993. And I said to him, "What compelled you to like piss him off that fight? Because you know he beat your ass for like 15 rounds. He could he would have took it a little bit easier on you, I think. But you know, you you poured salt in the wound in this. And he said, "I never thought in my mind. I'm six foot seven, six foot six. He goes, I never thought in my mind that he could beat me. I never, ever entered. And it was never even a remote possibility. Ernie Terrell never thought that Muhammad Ali or Cassius Clay, whichever one you want to call him by. And, of course, he, he made the mistake of calling him Cassius Clay. Um, so did Nate Collins, the late Nate Collins, the middleweight out of Oakland, California. I'll never forget when Nate did that, had to do an exhibition with, uh, with Muhammad Ali or was going to do an exhibition with Muhammad Ali. I think it was at Mare Island over there in Vallejo, California. And he called him Cassius Clay. Why do you want to call a guy Cassius Clay? I mean, that was a stupid move. And, 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 and Nate told me it was a stupid move. He ended up getting slapped around for it. So Ali slapped him in sparring. But, you know, Ernie Terrell, he, it was, I think they fought at the Houston Astrodome. It was, it was a mega event. It just was. But he kept telling him, what's my name? What's my name? What's my name? Well, eventually, Ernie Terrell, I think, figured out what his name, what his name was. But he could not. He could never fathom. See, he was bigger than everybody else. He had never lost a fight, he told me. He said he lost <clears throat> some boxing matches, but he never lost a fight. That's sort of like the Deontay Wilder type of thing. That's what I tried to tell you about Deontay. I mean, six foot seven? Never fought anybody bigger than him? Who fought? I mean, come on, man. Never. I mean, never. And then he had to fight a guy in Tyson Fury who was six foot ten, close to six foot ten, closer to six foot nine, closer to six foot ten than he is six foot nine. So he's like three inches bigger. So all of a sudden, you know, he's fighting a guy that's bigger than him. And this is a different world. I mean, size matters in two things. I've said this time and time again. Pornography and combat sports. And in combat sports, of course, size mattered a couple of weeks ago when Tyson Fury, of course, uh, Tyson Fury basically, I mean, he took you have to give Deontay Wilder, all the credit in the world, but he took he took Deontay Wilder's heart away from him. He just did. He took slowly but surely. At the end, there was nothing left of Deontay Wilder. I mean, he couldn't have got up off that floor if he wanted to. When the referee stopped the fight, it was perfectly stopped. No doubt about that. Give the referee some props there, okay? But it was stopped at the right time. And you know, I mean, Deontay isn't screaming about that. He was just, you know, he wasn't he wasn't the better guy that night. He was never the better guy when they fought. The first time. 
was a staple center. He got that 12-round uh, decision to draw. I mean, oh, man, that was pretty bad. And, you know, we're pretty lucky that the Irish gypsies that night behaved themselves because they had been ripped off. They should have got the penthouse. Instead, they got the outhouse. Okay, and they were they could have got nasty down there in L.A. and they didn't. Tyson Fury kept them in check. This and that. He was a gentleman about the whole thing, of course. And then he fought the second time, and then he lights. I mean, he lights Deontay Wilder up almost every round. I mean, did Deontay win any rounds? Uh, did Deontay win any rounds outside of the rounds that he dropped Tyson Fury in the I think the ninth and the twelfth round of their first fight? Outside of those those two rounds, did he win any rounds? Probably not. Probably not. Okay. And then the third fight, he showed all the heart and all the. The, uh, the the desire to continue. He wanted to go out on his shield. Guess what, pal? You went out on your shield. You, you did. You got to go out. You, your wish was, was, was accomplished. You got to go out on your shield, okay? As far as Tyson Fury being the best heavyweight in the world right now, what does that sort of say about the heavyweight division right now? I mean, I didn't think he was in that good of shape. I really didn't. I think he could have been a whole lot better prepared physically and or maybe mentally. The fact that he pulled that William Joppy type of move, and what I mean by a William Joppy type of move is, William Joppy was a former world middleweight champion, and he and I were talking before he had signed to fight Felix Trinidad. We were at the press conference that he signed, one of the press conferences anyway. We're in Palm Springs, California, and he tells me he's going to walk Trinidad down. And I said to him, not a smart idea, man. He goes, what do you mean? I said, he can punch. He goes, Pedro, he's a welterweight. I'm a middleweight. I'm going to walk his ass down. I'm going to knock him out. Don't do that. You never Listen, you don't. Test power. There's no, I mean, you want to test a guy's power, test it with an arm shot, not with your chin, okay? But, you know, Tyson Fury, he walked right into one of Deontay Wilder's right hands, I guess about the ninth round, and he's like, well, just Bob, just can, like, hit him right in the center of his cranium. And, of course, I think that was the punch that broke Deontay Wilder's right hand. But the fact that, that he was able to wobble around like he was, and, you know, I mean, how can I put this? You didn't need to stand in front of the man to try to test his power. I thought there was like maybe a brave act, maybe a stupid act. Um, maybe, you know, you had to do it because you're the man that you are. I'm talking about the king of the gypsies, but that wasn't the boldest, the smartest move in the world to make because had he knocked you down or out with that, you'd have been history and you were in control of that fight. So I thought the two, five, two times that uh, Tyson Fury got in trouble, he sort of invited it. He allowed himself to get in trouble by not fighting a disciplined fight. Now, speaking of discipline, wow, we've talked about this time and time again, size, how it matters in combat sports. Of course, you've got heavyweights like weighing 265 pounds, and then you've got heavyweights like Nikolai Valuev that weighed 300 pounds, but he couldn't lick a stamp. I could have beat that dude. Anyway, no, no, seriously. You've got heavyweights that are like 265, 270, 277, and then you've got guys that are like 205, 210 pounds. How do they match up against guys that big? Well, you can't expect them to give up 50 pounds. So the genius that he is, Mauricio Suleiman, the president of the World Boxing Council, came up with this bridge weight series. And we had, we had talked about this for years, he and I, okay, off and on. You know, we need a division like for junior heavyweights or something like that, bigger than the cruisers, because the cruiserweight goes to 200 pounds, and then, you know, bigger than the cruisers, but smaller than the heavyweights. So Mauricio came up with 224, I think, and a half pounds. If you weigh under 224 pounds, you can fight in this bridgeweight division. Anyway, the first bridgeweight division fight went down Friday night, WBC World Championship on the line, of course, in this 225-pound division. Oscar Kaboom Rivas out of Columbia, now 28 and 119 kills, lost one fight as a heavyweight to a 260-pound dude by the name of Dillian White. In other words, outsize. Size matters again in two things, pornography and combat. 
combat sports. Anyway, uh, Rivas scored a hard-fought 12-round decision over Ryan the Bruiser Rizaki. Rizaki came in at like 200 pounds, 203 pounds, had a hard had a hard time putting on weight. He's a cruiserweight. Okay, but the bottom line is it was a very entertaining slugfest. Rivas showed that he's got some abilities. Of course, let's losing that one fight on the decision in 12 rounds to Dillian White. Speaking of Dillian White, everybody's talking about Dillian White like he's like the next heavyweight sensation or something like that. How did this, who did, is he paying off boxing writers? Are, are, are there enough, are there any boxing writers around to be bribed anymore? I mean, in my day there were, okay? Are there any to be bribed around anymore? Because this guy trying to say that he's what he is, I just don't get it. But back to Rivas. Rivas uh, scored a 12-round decision, 150-111 and 115-112 twice. So that's a pretty good score, no doubt about that. He was in command from the start. Of course, it was a low blow deducted, uh, deducted from Rivas, I believe, in the 12th round, a uh, point deducted for a low blow. But the bottom line is 115-111, 115-112, 115-112 is a dominant performance. So we've got the cruiser, the br- bridge weight, the oh, – God. The Bridgeway Division is often rolling, often rolling, no doubt about this. We're hoping the Bridgeway Division, the Bridgerweight Division. I can't get this right. Bridgeway, Bridgeway, what are we going to call it? Bottom line is we used to call the Cruiseway Division the Cruiseway Division. Now we just call it the Cruisers. Bottom line is Bridgeway Division, 225 pounds or less, or 224 and a half. Bottom line is the king now is Oscar Gaboom Rivas, and we'll see what he has to do. Of course, that one fight that he lost, he went up against a guy that was like 35 or 40 pounds bigger than him. And again, you can't just you just can't beat size. You just can't beat size. But it was an entertaining fight, no doubt about that. A good weekend of boxing. I mean, we had that fight on Friday night. And that was like a slugfest. I mean, for 12 rounds, you got to say, man, I'm getting my money's worth, no doubt about that. I mean, if you're buying the ESPN app or however you happen to be watching the fight, you got your money's worth. And then Saturday night, Shakur Stevenson coming out and, you know, maybe do, you know, for a boxing performance, it was Academy Award-like. It just was. I mean, it was, it was stellar. It was sterling. It was a seminal moment in the young man's life. I mean, he just, he shut me up. I mean, he, I, I, I had like a list of, of, of things. I was bitching about him, like not wanting to commit himself, not wanting to throw the third, fourth, and the fifth punch, that he was reluctant, that he was a little bit scary. Maybe his chin was bad. Maybe he didn't want to chest his chin. Maybe his intestinal fortitude wasn't there. Maybe he was just a 2016 Olympian by, uh, by chance. I mean, Olympic of several medalists by chance. Because, you know, some guys, some guys get in the Olympics, I don't know how they got there. United States Olympians as well. I don't know how they got there. I mean, who did they beat to get there? The bottom line is this kid can fight, and we're looking for bigger and better things as far as the world of boxing. Sir. Now, pound for pound, of course, we got the king going November the 6th. Mr. Canelo Alvarez taking on Caleb Plant. Caleb Plant has dug himself a big hole by talking all kinds of spit. And when I say spit on this show, I usually mean spit with an H. And yeah, he did. And I think he's backed himself into a corner to the point where Canelo's looking to punish and if Canelo's looking to punish, you know, he's sort of, as long as, listen, Canelo can do whatever he wants in the ring, okay? But when it comes to talking, he's got to watch the mouth thing because he doesn't, he doesn't equate, he doesn't translate well to English. He doesn't realize like a mother ducker doesn't, when I call you a mother duck, it doesn't mean I'm calling you, I'm not saying that you ducked your mother. I mean, that's what, you know, plus mother ducker's got so many different, you know, I don't mean mother ducker, but it's got so many different, look at Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac does that on uh, YouTube, uh, and he talks about how mother ducker's got so many different meanings and terminologies to it, but check it out, mother ducker. Anyway, bottom line is, we're looking at Canelo Alvarez, of course, the pound-for-pound king, once beaten, lost that one fight to Floyd Mayweather back when he was greener than guacamole. Of course, um, he and Mayweather have sparred a bit as far as a verbally is concerned about Mayweather coming out of retirement and fighting one more time. 
I don't ever want to see Floyd in a ring again. I mean, maybe if he if he's advising Gervonta Davis or something like that, maybe. But I really don't want to see Floyd anymore. <clears throat> I've had enough of Floyd, and you should have had enough of Floyd because Floyd has taken a lot of your money deceptively. He has. I mean, he's promised you exciting fights. I'm going to kill this guy. I'm going to destroy this guy. I'm going to knock this guy out. This won't go three rounds. This won't do this, won't do that. Bottom line is every time Floyd fought, when the bell rang, the excitement stopped. Right then and there. There was no excitement to it. I mean, come on, man. He had a couple, you know, the Jose Luis Castillo fight, the first fight, he thought maybe he lost us and that. Maybe he did, but he came back and he dominated Castillo in the rematch, okay? So there's really no doubt as to the guys that he beat. He beat all of them. And, of course, the people talk to me about the Diego Corrales fight. Of course, that was for the 130-pound title, I believe the IBF 130-pound championship. Diego was a good guy out of Sacramento, California. He had some wood to a hold on for a minute here. He has some drinking problems. And when I met him as an amateur, I said to myself, this kid's going to become world champion. So I, I followed him. I coveted him. I was a local reporter. I coveted this kid. I mean, I, I really want to watch him. I called him on the phone. You know, was supportive of him. You need this. You need it. Anything you need. His parents were like very, uh, his parents, I think his mother's name was Olga. But his parents were very much into his career, and they were very supportive. And so I didn't have to go out, go out and help him. But it was, it was there for him if he needed it, okay? So then... He gets into a beef with his wife, and he's drinking. And I used to see him, and I smell booze on him, man. And, and I hate smelling booze on fighters. I used to run with a guy in Cuba, a guy from Cuba uh, in Miami. We used to get these guys up to run in Miami. I guess it was like 1999, 2000, somewhere around there. We were working with some Cuban fighters in Miami, Florida. I used to get these guys up to run in the morning, and I smell booze on them. Not a good thing. This is not a good thing, no doubt about it. Because you know if they're drinking. How about what the guy told me? He goes, it's only one drink at bedtime. I said, man, I'm smelling this guy six hours later. You're full of spit. Bottom line is we'll talk about alcohol and boxing after the break. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. The way that you walk, the way that you talk, really knocks me out, girl. The clothes that you wear, the style of your hair, the way that you fare. Under all conditions, you're mine all of the time. So wonderful, so marvelous, girl. Do you have a home that you don't want anymore? We can buy it from you within 24 hours, any home, size, or condition. For over 20 years, we've been buying homes for cash and helping homeowners sell their homes immediately with no listings or strangers walking through your home. Are you moving? Did you lose your job? Going through a divorce? Whatever the reason, if you're in a bind and you know that you need to sell your house fast, call the expert team at I Need to Sell My House Fast. We'll make you a serious cash offer to buy your home in 24 hours and let you walk away from it. No listing, no waiting. Sell any home, any size, any condition now. Call the expert team at I Need to Sell My House Fast. Make this free call now. 800-306-1760-800-306-1760-800-306-1760-That's 800-306-1760. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. If you've had a revision or removal surgery of a hernia mesh implant after 2008, pay close attention to this message. Hernia mesh manufacturers have recalled some of the mesh material that may have been used in your surgery due to high failure rate. 
The FDA has even blamed the recalled mesh material for some of the worst of the health issues reported by doctors and patients. If you've had two or more hernia surgeries for the same issue and you're having severe complications, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you win. So please call now. 800-817-2968-800-817-2968-800-817-2968 That's 800-817-2968 Here's an important COVID-19 school system update for your local area. If you're concerned about your child's education, please pay close attention to this message. The current school systems were not set up for at-home learning. If you're worried that your child may not be getting the grades they need to get ahead, may be losing self-confidence, or you're worried about them getting into a good college because of their grades, help is available to you. Call Grade Potential Tutoring. They can help with in-home or online tutoring and help your child with any subject and every grade level, even for test prep. They're experts in the home tutoring and online tutoring field and confident they can help you and your child get better grades today. Call now for your free consultation. 800-693-8290. That's 800-693-8290. Now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Ain't nothing stopping us now. I tried to tell those guys that 1934 weeks ago. I remember when I came on the radio in 1984, they said to me, what do you know about radio? What do you know about radio? Listen, listen, and there have been all kinds of rivals come at me over the years. Remember the when I was with KMBR, they had a couple of guys that called them a couple of smart guys. They tried to come after me and do a boxing show. Then there was a couple of chicks that came after me on the Internet. Before you know it, everybody's trying to imitate me, but they couldn't. They just couldn't do it. Often imitated, but... Never duplicated. They imitated me, maybe a little bit. Bottom line is, we are the original podcast score, having been here now since 1984. On the radio since 1984. I remember doing broadcasts from Petrero Police Station in Hunters Point when I was with the SFPD. I would get on the phone and talk to Charles Jay on the phone. And ask, he goes, what are we going to talk to? What are we going to call this? What do you call it? I don't know. And he goes, what, let's call it Ring Talk. I said, okay, Ring Talk. So bottom line is, that's how Ring Talk started. It was like a lark on the telephone back in 1984. And here we are, 37, make that 38 plus years now, knocking out all bums still. Straight up, hour number two forthcoming on the Sports Byline Broadcast. And of course, on Twitch.tv, the Sports Byline USA channel. We'll come to you live, of course, the video stream. Of course, you can also come check us out on iHeartRadio, of course, iHeartRadio comes to you live and delayed. Of course, the iHeart archives are hot and happening. we got it going on 24-7 here as far as Ring Talk Live Worldwide is concerned. Of course, this is the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. The, man, we've been here like, Sports Byline has been here longer than you can imagine. I mean, I was looking at these studios we walked in today. In fact, this is the old KYA radio studios. In fact, those people in that are born in the city by the Bay of San Francisco remember KYA being in, like, the hottest station back in the 1960s and 50s. I mean, that's how old the studio is. I kid you not. So we have some uh, uh, radio history, no doubt about that. We'll talk about the December 11th card at the Madison Square Garden. Of course, we'll talk about uh, the upcoming star, Alexander Zayas. We'll talk about him and more. Uh, hour number two, of course. Maybe we'll have Claire Burke in. Claire Burke said she's stuck at an airport somewhere. She's supposed to be coming by on the show. We'll see what's happening with that. But hour number two is forthcoming on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. My name is Pedro Fernandez. We're rocking and rolling, of course. Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Hour number two, WBC-TV, forthcoming after the news. Don't listen to the news. They're often 
this, the news on our network is very confusing, very misleading, and it's often just stone-cold disinformation and propaganda. So outside of that, stay tuned. After news, Ring Talk Live Worldwide comes back for hour number two, live here on Sports Byline. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. Curious new reports coming out, though not confirmed by authorities yet, concerning the prop gun mishap on the set of the Alec Baldwin film Rust in New Mexico. Multiple sources linked to the movie production crew telling TMZ that the gun Alec Baldwin fired, accidentally killing Hania Hutchins, was previously used by crew members for actual target practice. Baldwin had reportedly been told the gun was safe before the scene started filming and no charges have been filed. Police in Santa Fe, New Mexico continue to investigate the shooting. The U.S. House Speaker says a deal is basically done when it comes to that human infrastructure package. We just have some of the last uh, decisions to be made. Pelosi saying first they'll vote probably this week on the bipartisan infrastructure bill for roads and highways and such. And this is USA Radio News. Okay, some good news during a challenging time for everybody, and this could really help. You may know hundreds of thousands of people have already made the switch to MediShare, which is the affordable alternative to health insurance. And with so many people looking at how they pay for health care right now, seeing premiums going up or the cost of COBRA plans, MediShare has a special offer, and a lot of people are taking advantage of it. Simply apply by October 30th, and they will waive your new member fee. That's $170 savings. And, of course, that's just a start. The typical family saves $500 a month after making the switch. MediShare is a Christian community that has shared over $4 billion in medical bills, and it's worked beautifully for decades. I'll give you the number here in a second, and if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Just tell them the promo code SHARE to get your additional savings. Here it is. Call 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. Inflation suddenly a big concern for the U.S. economy, and Treasury Chief Janet Yellen says as the White House pushes for passage of the bipartisan infrastructure bill and the big social spending package, Americans should realize that neither one of them will accelerate inflation. Both of those are spending over 10 years, not in a single year. Uh, the rescue package uh, did involve substantial spending this year. She told CNN State of the Union that the inflation Americans are dealing with right now isn't something she expects to be a long-term problem. And she said those two bills will be huge boosts to the U.S. economy, if nothing else. The stage is now set for the World Series. It'll be Atlanta taking on the Houston Astros after the Braves defeated the Dodgers 4-2 last evening. The Braves are in the Fall Classic for the first time in 22 years, and the best-of-seven series starts with Game 1 on Tuesday night in Houston. This is USA Radio News. 
Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. They held one last night. Now filmmakers will hold a candlelight vigil tonight in Burbank, California to remember the cinematographer who died a few days ago on a New Mexico movie set. Helena Hutchins was killed. Director Joel Souza wounded when actor Alec Baldwin fired a prop gun on the set on Thursday. That vigil tonight will be hosted by the local cinematographers guild in Burbank. The White House further postponing release of more documents related to one of America's greatest tragedies. President Kennedy died at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, some 38 minutes ago. Vice President Lyndon Johnson has left the Even the man at the time known as the most unshakable news anchor, Walter Cronkite, moved at the news of JFK's assassination in 1963. President Biden issuing a memo now that states the pandemic has slowed down the redaction process and so more than 90 percent of the records in the National Archives assassination collection have been released. But this last 10 percent will probably now not be disclosed until the end of next year. And by then they'll all be digitized and available for viewing online. And the stage is set for this year's World Series, which sees Game 1's first pitch on Tuesday night in Houston as the Astros will be hosting Atlanta's Braves, who beat the Dodgers 4-2 last night. And for USA Radio News, I'm Chris Barnes. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885-800-603-0885-800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 Ladies and gentlemen, live from the West Coast, it's time for Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Your inside look into combat sports. Ring Talk Live Worldwide is brought to you by the World Boxing Council, the WBC. And now the host of the longest running fight show in radio and internet history. I rode with him. I know what an idiot this guy is. Pedro Fernandez. Hey Pedro, how you doing? And good evening to everybody out there and listening to the show. Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Emanating, coming at you from the multi-million dollar sports byline studios in San Francisco. Check it. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC TV. 
You know the story, often imitated but never duplicated. 37, make that 38 plus years. Now, get this, 1,934 weeks we've been on the radio. That's what I've been told, of course. Siri told me that. Well, how do I get my information? I asked Siri. I said, Siri, if we go back to September of 1984, how many weeks have I been on the radio? She said, 1,934 weeks. That's a long time. Bottom line is, we're still rocking and rolling. Of course, the longest running fight show in the street. My name is Pedro Fernandez. I am your ever so modest host. I'm also a four-time Golden Glove champion. I was ranked number 13 in the country at one point in time in the Olympic year. And, and I'm an award-winning boxing writer. So I'm not trying to brag. I'm just trying to lay it out there. So if you want to give me a call and talk boxing, I give you this opportunity right now at the top of each hour. The toll-free number here in the studio, 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. Of course, there's also the guilt-free no-commitment text line. That number, 415-275-1613. That's 415-275-1613. That's our studio text line. We're going to talk to boxing activist Claire Burke this hour. I've also got some other stuff on the line, but the bottom line is, I never know what she's going to say. You know, usually when I interview people, always the, the art of inter- interviewing people, even when you were like a lawyer, is that, you, you know, you knew what they were going to say when they answered you, right? But you never know what Claire. Claire is always unpredictable. So bottom line is, no holes barred. Claire Burke at about 20 minutes past the hour here on Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You are tuned to the longest running fight show in the history of Ring Talk Live Worldwide. I am your ever so modest host, Pedro Fernandez. More after the break. Sitting by the dance floor, checking it out, watching the man with the fast feet. Got the hippie strings and the bad boogaloo, the big old bag of tricks. Down to the nightclub, uh-huh. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. If you owe the IRS back taxes, don't worry, there's a bright side. The experts at brightsidetaxrelief.com will protect you from having your wages garnished, money deducted from your bank account, and your home or business seized. brightsidetaxrelief.com will fight the IRS and negotiate to reduce or eliminate the amount you owe. Visit brightsidetaxrelief.com or call 800-730-4313. That's 800-730-4313. The consultation is free. Go to brightsidetaxrelief.com now. 
When you want to protect your IRA or 401k, don't trust it to just anyone's hands. It's your money. You earned it, and you deserve the best protection available. That's where Augusta Precious Metals comes in. We've provided gold and silver IRAs to thousands of Americans, including Joe Montana himself, the Hall of Fame quarterback. Augusta is trusted by all these people because we have a simple process requiring little more than a phone call to book an appointment for a one-on-one web conference on the benefits of buying gold inside your IRA. Our objective, to educate you on the economy and on the way Americans are using gold as an important part of their wealth protection plans. So do what Joe Montana did. Protect your IRA with gold and silver. Call Augusta Precious Metals right now. 800-251-0427. That's 800-251-0427. Stop wasting your time struggling to loosen rusted nuts and bolts. Start using Free All Deep Penetrating Oil. Free All spreads deep into rusted or frozen parts to help release tough bolts and washers. Its formula delivers three times more lubricant. That means less sprays, less torque, and less time than any other penetrating oil on the market. It's even silicone free. Professionals have trusted Free All Deep Penetrating Oil for over 40 years. Now it's your turn. Get Free All today at AutoZone, O'Reilly, and Napa. Look for the silver can. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Ma'am, that's a groove. Twelve and a half minutes past the hour. This is Ring Talk live worldwide and WBC TV. Coming to you live on Twitch.tv, the Sports Byline USA channel. <clears throat> Today is the 52nd, 54th birthday of Gerald McClellan. Gerald McClellan was an outstanding amateur fighter, although... If you look at some of his stats, he is like eight and three, of course, according to BoxRec.com, but they don't have all of his amateur fights. Anyway, at one point in time, he was a rage. I mean, he was like the killer at 168 pounds. But to make 168 pounds, he had to go through, shall we say, some incredible um, endeavors to get there. Anyway, bottom line is he was the WBC 168-pound champion, okay? The fantastic fighter. I mean, no doubt about it. He went across the pond to fight the Dark Destroyer, Nigel Benn. Now, Nigel Benn was like, I believe at the time, he was like 39-2. and two. Of course, they were going to fight in the in the London arena, and the referee was Alfred Asaro, and I mentioned him, uh, I mentioned, mentioned him at the top of this because I'll mention him a little bit later in depth. Anyway, the bottom line is <clears throat> the fight was rolling as it should have, and then Gerald knocked Nigel Ben out of the ring. He, like, knocked him into, like, the fourth row. I'm kidding you not. Knocked him out of the ring. And what did the referee do? The referee let him get back in the ring. Like, once you're knocked out of the ring, that's it. I mean, if you hit the floor, I think they can give you a 20 count or something like that. But uh, maybe, that's major, maybe that's professional wrestling. Anyway, the bottom line is, if you get knocked out of the ring... You're knocked out of the ring. It's on you to get back up and get back in the ring before the count of 10, right? Well, obviously, Nigel Ben didn't make no 10 count. And this referee offered a sorrow, let it go. Now, Gerald McClellan, I talked earlier how he went to extremes to make weight. Okay, well, I'm not going to go into the extremes, but I know a few of them, and they're pretty nasty. Okay, but the bottom line is he made 168. He wasn't with Emmanuel Stewart at this point in time. Emmanuel Stewart, of course, was a crock gold father. He was this one that sort of discovered, I'll, I'll use that word, he discovered and he developed Gerald McCullough. Him and the crock stable, they developed. They developed people. I mean, think about that. Tommy Hearns, 132-pounder in the amateurs, couldn't punch, couldn't put it this way. He couldn't punch a lick. He couldn't punch his way out of a paper bag. I kid you not. He could not punch at 132. And then what happens? He goes to Emmanuel Stewart, 147 pounds or 15 pounds later. He's the hardest puncher in the history of the 147-pound 
welterweight division, okay? Thomas the Hitman Hearns. Yes, you can be taught to punch. So, Gerald McClellan was taught how to fight and punch by the Kronk stable. There's no doubt about it. So they got into a contract dispute over money because I think Emmanuel had a deal where he was he was the uh, he was the trainer and then he was a manager too and then he was his double dipping. And I think Gerald Nim resented that. But the bottom line is, you know, you were still getting the best out there. I mean, the gold father was the best. And if he was managing you and by some way getting a, and training you too, and he was doing both things and you were getting it done. Why are you lagging? Why are you bitching about giving them the money? I mean, I just can't understand it. Fighters resent giving people money, but people have to work for a living too. They are working for you. I mean, you know, bottom line is you had the best of the best. So he went over to uh, London, the UK, with another corner. It wasn't the Kronk Gym, and then he got knocked out of the ring. Now, when he got when when he knocked Nigel Benn out of the ring, that would have been it for me. I mean, I don't give a spit who was in charge. That's it. Fight's over. I ain't putting my guy through no more. No, you and the guys. I can imagine Gerald telling me, "Let me go." Let me. No, 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 no. Fight's over with, man. We'll let this one go to the review tapes. We'll let him look at the videotapes. Let him judge from that. Bottom line is, this fight is legally over. There's no doubt about it. Unless you want to say a ten count is like, uh, you know, somebody says somebody say a ten count is not a ten second count. Yeah, but it's not a ten minute count either. Okay. So what I'm trying to tell you is that Nigel Ben didn't get back in the ring even a relatively. Uh, close manner as far as the 10 count was concerned. At the end of the day, Gerald went into this fight and kept going and going and going, and then he became weight drained. And once he became weight drained, things started happening to him. And he told me that when I met him in, oh, God, I want to say it's like 2000, 1999, somewhere around there, me and Jerry Cooney went to Rockport, Illinois, and tried to raise money for him and Gerald, the late Greg Page. But, you know, he told me that he was starting to see things and, 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 and things weren't right in that fight after about five or six rounds. He was, he, you know, he was suffering the facts that, suffering from the fact that he went through these extreme measures to make 168 pounds and it wasn't done in a manner in which it was productive for him. In other words, some guys can make weight and do okay afterwards. He didn't do okay afterwards. He went a little bit too far as, you know, stretching the, the weight factors. Somebody told me he went from like a, he went from 184 to 168 pounds in one day. Holy cow, I think that's 16 pounds. That's a lot of weight, man. That's a lot of weight in one day, 168-pounder. Anyway, Gerald ended up uh, being permanently injured. I mean, the fight was stopped in the 10th round, but he was permanently injured. And when I say permanently injured, when I went to see him in Rockport, Illinois, he was in a wheelchair, and he's saying to me, he goes, Pedro, is Emmanuel coming? Is Emmanuel coming? And I kept saying to him, ah, I'll check the schedule. I'll give him a call. I said, but I think he's busy. I think he's working for HBO this weekend or something like that. I kept trying to, I didn't want to tell him no. I didn't want to break his heart. Could just couldn't do it. He really wanted to see Emmanuel Stewart. But you know, at the end of the day, had Team McClellan stayed with Emmanuel Stewart, had they like, you know, stayed with the Kronk team, I think his life would have ended up a whole lot differently than it ended up because I think he would have had professionals in his corner and not a I'm not trying to say the guys that worked his corner that night weren't professionals, but the fact that that they let their fighter continue after the other guy had been knocked out of the ring like way, 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 way past any ten count. Okay. So in other words, you sort of you sort in other words, you you knew it the fight was over. It was there was no mm, you, there's nothing to argue about. It's over. He's been out of the ring a long time. And we you want to give him a sleeping bag out there? Maybe give him a beer or something to relax with. That's how long he was out there. Okay, so the fight was over. So Gerald had no business going another nine rounds, except for Alfred Asaro, the referee, decided he was going to, you know, the hometown guy was going to get the benefit of the doubt there in the first round, as he did. And of course, that cost Gerald McCullen basically, I don't want to say his life, but he's blind. As I said to you when he was sitting there in that wheelchair telling me, you know, where's Emmanuel? Where's Emmanuel? 
man, my heart was broken. I had a script in my hand. You know, I was trying to do this 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 hall this little award ceremony, Hall of Fame thing, call it what you want, Rockport, Rockport, Illinois with Jerry Cooney. And we were trying to put this together and it just was so emotional to deal with Gerald. It just wasn't, you know, he's not the easiest guy to get along with. He's very moody. I mean, he'd be moody too, I guess, if you were in that condition. But his sister, Lisa McCullen, happens to be the the strongest female I think I've ever met in my entire life. I just tell you, she just has to be to put up, and I don't want to say put up with him, but to to take care of her brother like she has for so long and like 24-7 care. She's just the greatest, she's one of the greatest women I've ever met in my life. So if you know Lisa McCullen, say hello to Lisa for me. She's a class act, no doubt about that. You are tuning to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing and MMA. That's right, blame the referee, Alfred Osaro. That's why you got to have competent officials in boxing. Anyway, bottom line is we'll come back with the, uh, the activist. The Diva herself, Claire Burke, after the break. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Just what to do till I met you. Now nothing is certain. You offered me fruit from the tree. Just like the story of Adam and Eve. Perfect love was all that I was living for. The was She came near. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, my heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-410-4771. 800-410-4771. 800-410-4771. That's 800-410-4771. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. 
Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Doran's Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Doran's for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez, brought to you by the WBC, the World Boxing Council, right here on Sports Byline. You know, I went and saw the Isley Brothers like last year. There's two of them left. I went and saw them like last year or the year before. They still rock. I mean, they just do. I mean, Ernie Isley, man, what can I say? You got to go see the Isley Brothers if you're into old school soul music. No doubt about that. I want to say hello to one of my gangsters and one of my former gangsters up there. I think he's living in Portland, Oregon, or Seattle, Washington. Joe Russo, he's still rock, no doubt about that. Now we take it from the city by the bay, probably to an airport somewhere here in the United States, and bring in the boxing activist. I like to call her an activist. I'm talking about Claire Burke. Claire, how are you? I'm doing great. Yeah, I'm sitting at a foreign uh, airport in Baltimore, Maryland. Okay, Baltimore, Maryland. Okay. So what's, yeah, new, what's new in the world of the activists? I mean, you're always telling me about these rights and wrongs in boxing. What's your latest, uh, what's your latest caper? My latest caper is Skip Crumpler out of uh, Wilson, North Carolina. And it's interesting. So I don't know. Have you heard of him? No, he's a promoter. Uh, no, he's a, you know, was a cut man, ran like a rec center in Wilson, uh, North Carolina for years. And he brings fighters to all these fights. And from what I can tell, I've done a lot of research on it. And um, from what I can tell is he's been doing this since at least 2011. Okay, so it's not like a new thing or anything. But, for example, he brings these fighters, and and I talked to the commission in South Carolina about it um, because I was sitting ringside at a fight a few months ago, and this one kid was so scared. It was obvious he had never put on a pair of gloves before. He was I mean, so scared that he literally wet himself. <laughs> and they had to stop the fight. Yeah. So when I asked the commission about it, they said, well, without skip fighters, yeah. They said without skip fighters, we wouldn't have any fights. That was their response. Well, so uh, I think I'm going to have to take this one higher to maybe like the attorney general or something like that. But, you know, so when I, you know, if you look on box rec, you know, for example, look up the fighters in Wilson, North Carolina. Fighters that have began fighting between just from 2018 to 2021. There's 62 fighters from Wilson, North Carolina, without winning records. Okay, there's some that are you know legit fighters. And out of the 62 fighters, they have a combined 406 losses and 12 wins. <clears throat> well, I guess they're consistent. And, yeah, well, they're all skip fighters. So that's what, they're, that's what everyone calls them. That's what everyone knows about them in the entire region. And if a promoter needs a fighter, Skip gets paid 
for each fighter that he drives in, he fills up his van, and I mean fills up his van. He brings 90% of the fighters for the B side of the, for this card. Mm-hmm. Okay, in in uh, South Carolina, oh, okay, he brings okay, these fighters now, there. I'm, I'm he put gets 400. Yeah, he gets $400 a fighter for travel. He keeps all of that, and then they get like $500 for the fight, and he keeps two and gives them three. Okay, well, the bottom line is he's nefarious, no doubt about that. Now, but you know, this is this is nothing new. I mean, there are guys who used to run you, you guys who used to run TV networks, and their early days they were they were bringing guys all around the South in in station wagons. So yeah, this, I get it. Yeah. So I mean, so but the bottom line is these guys aren't getting paid, and they're not, they're, and they're inexperienced, so they have no abilities whatsoever, and, and that's how people get hurt. Right. I mean, they're even sharing mouthpieces. Yikes. One fight got stopped as soon as the bell rang because the guy couldn't keep his mouthpiece in. As he en- as he exited the ring, I said, "Is that your mouthpiece?" He said, "No, we're we only have one. We're sharing them." Oh. So ooh. it's it's really bad. I mean, I understand that this happens. I understand that no, promoters no, all over. No, no, I don't the, understand that. Over, right. Well, I mean, this is. I'm just saying, this is another level of. Hey, we've got someone bringing in fighters that don't have a whole lot of experience. Yeah, I mean, these guys are legitimately scared. They have no clue what they're doing. They come into the ring completely unprepared in shoes that they can't fit on their feet, mouthpieces that don't go on their mouth because they can't do it. I mean, for God's sake, the one guy peed himself. I mean, he was scared <laughs> to death. I know. Hey, hey, you know, but <laughs> I, I'll never, I, I won't say who the guy was, but there was a guy that was standing in the ring across from Mike Tyson in Atlantic City throwing Mike Tyson's comeback uh after being knocked out by Buster Douglas, and he spit on himself. And when I say spit, I substitute the H with a P. Oh, my God. You know, that's when you're scared. <laughs> yeah, you think? <laughs> so, you know, but these guys, you know, I, I understand that this type of thing happens, okay? I understand that there's opponents all the time that are less qualified than they should be. But this is something, I mean, this is just, this is exploiting these poor kids, from, and he gets them from the projects, he brings them down there, and someone's going to get seriously hurt. Yeah. So and we, we're not doing our fighters any service, right, by letting them fight these people that have literally never put on a pair of gloves before. Yeah. You know what? I, listen, <clears throat> you know, they, um, they wanted me to get involved in the bare-knuckle boxing a couple years ago. They asked me if I wanted to be the face of some. I don't know if it was the actual bare-knuckle network that was on now, but anyway, these people came to me and said, would you, you know, we, we would like you and somebody else to be the face of this network, the two faces, blah, blah, blah. And I said, you know, I'm not into that. And they go, what do you mean? I said, I'm that bare-knuckle stuff, now, nah, that's just not, you know, I'm just not into that, not into it all. And then a couple of weeks ago, fortnight ago, they had a bare-knuckle fight in which a guy was involved that was 0-5, had been knocked out in his last five fights, hadn't cleared the first round in his last five fights, and he got killed. Yeah. Terrible. I mean, yikes, man. Right. Listen, I mean, these these matchmakers, and I, I had a matchmaker's license in the state of California. It's a responsibility. You can't push 99. I'm going to take it back. You can't push 100% fights. You know what I mean by 100% fights. In other words, I understand. One, guy's yep. got, one guy's got zero chance of winning. Yep, I agree. I agree. And But that just goes back to what we always talk about, right? There's no training. You just pay the fee and know, okay, now you're a licensed matchmaker. There's no checks and balances for any of, really, any of the officials, you know, as far as matchmaking goes, promoters, things like well, that, Well, right? time out. Do you okay. associ- isn't the Association of Boxing Commissions picking up any of the void here? No. They don't. I've contacted them about these things, 
And they really, I mean, they have no, they have no jurisdiction. They have no authority in these states with any of this. You know, each state in boxing is like its own country. You know that. You know, I'll tell you what happened to that bill. The Muhammad Ali Boxing Act, um, Senator Harry Reid was the Reed, was the senator from Las Vegas at the time. He was very powerful in the Democratic Party. And he took all, he took out all the, the enforcement teeth out of this plan. I mean, McCain ended yeah. up going along with it, but they took all the enforcement. The attorney general should be, like, putting people in jail, okay, for violations yeah, of, of the Muhammad Ali Act, and they don't. Right, exactly. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. So, you know, who's out here trying to, like, make a difference? So I filed a um, notice and complaint with the Attorney General in South Carolina. I haven't heard back yet, but I just filed it last well, week. Well, you know, this, the South Carolina South Carolina Attorney General has got his hands full right now. He's got a name guy by the name of Alex Murtaugh. They call him Murdoch. That's how he wants to pronounce his name. He's an attorney from the, the low country there in South Carolina. And I think he killed his yeah. wife. I think he killed his son. I think he faked a suicide. I think he's the creepiest guy I've ever come in contact with as far as reading yes. about in my entire life. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. Yes. I, I was having that conversation with my brother just the other day, and we were talking about it, and we're like, where do you think he really is? We're like, I have no idea. I mean, wait, wait. <laughs> and we're trying to figure out where we think he really went. He has a 1,400-acre hunting lodge, and his wife and his son are found dead at this hunting lodge. One's been shot with an automatic weapon. The other one's shot with a shotgun. Okay? So then, then that, there's that death. Then his housekeeper died a couple years ago in the house from a slip and fall. And I looked at the steps at the front of the house there. There's only four steps. So if this lady fell on four steps and died from tripping over a couple of dogs in four steps, I don't know. But, of course, the guy got $4 million bucks for it, and he never gave it to the family. That's why they put him in jail this week. Bottom line is, he is the creepiest dude I've ever read about. Yeah. He's a, the, there's nobody gnarlier than Alec uh, uh, Murdoch ever. <laughs> I have to agree with you. So what do you think he really did in the end? I think he killed both his wife and his daughter and his son. I think he killed them both. Yeah. The, the son was a liability and the wife was about to leave him. And they were going to find out yeah. he had, he, his finances were up in the air. As far as being hooked on opioids for 20 years, he was trying cases. He wasn't hooked on opioids for 20 years. And you and I know that you can't spend millions of bucks on, 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 on Vicodins. You can't do it. Right. No. You, you just can't no. do it. This ain't cocaine. This is Vicodins. Okay. No. Yeah. Anyway, right. I hope. Right. I hope they've got him in jail. That some judge locked him up, said he's not going to let him out until he has a psychological examination. People, if I went off script here, let me tell you what's happening. The South Carolina attorney by the name of Alec Murtaugh, Murdoch. Let's call him Murtaugh, but he calls him Murdoch. Anyway, <laughs> right. he um his family was the lead prosecutor in this area of uh, of South Carolina that covered like five or six counties for eighty seven years. They were like the district attorney, and he was a part time district attorney as well as being the head of this law firm. Okay, so anyway, he ends up getting some trouble. His wife, his son ends up uh, murdering, killing some girl in a boat accident. He was drunk. He said, ah, let me do it. He ran into a bridge in the middle of the night. The boat had no lights on it. He ran into a bridge at like 27 miles per hour driving a boat at night. He was drunk under the influence. She died. So when I think he became a, a liability to the father, and I think the father realized I'm going to wipe both you guys out. He was. I'm not saying that the father wasn't high, but I really think the father killed both the, the mother and the son. Yeah, I would agree with that 100%. I, I don't know of anyone that doesn't agree with that, right? But what? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> but, guy, but they don't even talk about him being a suspect. Yeah, it's I, insane. 
you know, I well, mean, are there you know. two, are, are, uh, last question for you. Are there two systems of justice in South Carolina, one's for rich white folks and one for others? Of course. Absolutely. And neither situation that we've talked about today would be happening. Wow. No right? Doubt. I mean, you think they would allow these kids to fight if they were rich white kids from suburbia? Well, you know what's funny no, is that you know what's funny. kids from the projects. No one, they don't care. You, you know what's funny is that um, I'm looking at the the heroin problem here in Cal in San Francisco as a former policeman, this and that, and you know the um, they're what they let they sell heroin on the street here in different parts of the city, and it's like right out there, right out in the open. Nobody's hiding it, and this and that, and like heroin. Heroin became acceptable because white folks got hooked on it. In other words, when my cousins were hooked on it, they were going to prison. You know what I'm saying? And right. now it's sort of like, right. well, it's golly gee whiz type of stuff. Now, I don't get that. Yeah. Am, am, yeah. I, am, am I being off right? the wall here? No I, no, I completely agree with you. I just have no comment because I completely agree. I can't say it better than what you said. Man, this is so, absolutely, absolutely mind-blowing. It so, is. So talk... So talk to me. Have you got time to do a short little uh, segment after this? Sure. All right. Yeah, absolutely. We'll stick around with Clara Burke. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Of course, we come to you Saturdays and Sundays, 11 a.m. Pacific time. That is um, 2 p.m. Eastern time. And going back on the Gerald McClellan deal, you know, Gerald knocked out Julian Jackson in the first round. Julian Jackson was probably the hardest puncher in the history of that junior middleweight Mm, junior middleweight division, no doubt about that. 160, he could crack as well. I mean, Julian Jackson was a real deal. Ask Terry Norris. Um, but anyway, Julian Jackson, before that, he beat Gilbert Batista, was a guy that I worked with out of San Diego, California. And, of course, he had beaten Julian Jackson before on a TKO on five. So he was an amazing fighter, Gerald McCullen. And, you know, today's his 54th birthday. And I think of the G-Man often when I think about, you know, Cronk Jim in the early days of Cronk when I used to go back to, to Detroit and see Emmanuel and this and that. Of course, he was there, and the McCrory's were there, and Milton and Steve McCrory were there, of course. Thomas the Hitman, Hearns. Man, I can go on and on. Jimmy Paul, of course, was their first champion. Kronk was really, I'll never, uh, uh, if you got to experience Kronk, if you worked out in that hot furnace with the heater going, like it was like 110 degrees in there on a 25-degree uh, day, you knew you were in the Kronk gym in Detroit, Michigan. That is Kronk. Emmanuel Stewart, may you rest in peace. More with Claire Burke on Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC TV after the break. I would love to take her home, but her heart is made of stone. Gotta keep on keeping on. If I don't, she'll do me wrong. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, my air conditioner broke, and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke, and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-410-4771. 800-410-4771. That's 800-410-4771. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. 
ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I, I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Now, more Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez, brought to you by the WBC, the World Boxing Council, right here on Sports Byline. Before we get back to that lady in Clara Burke at the Baltimore Airport, of course, she's the boxing activist of activists, no doubt about that. But the bottom line is I want to mention Gerald McCollum a little bit more, of course, he's celebrating his 54th birthday today, of course, the man that's been paralyzed, he's blinded by boxing, of course, that horrible referee, Alfred Asaro, you know... I was just watching that, and I, keep, I mean, over and over again, it, the, the nightmare goes goes through my mind on the fact that the referee stopped that fight when he was supposed to in the first round. I mean, he had knocked him into, like, the fourth row. When you knock a guy into the fourth row, the fight should probably be over, okay? And it wasn't over. They allowed it to continue. He must have got, like, 150 count. I'm talking about Nigel Ben. Of course, the fight continued, and Gerald McCollum would end up being permanently injured. But Gerald the G-Man McCollum celebrating his birthday. Of course, he burst on the scene. I talk about that knockout of Julian Jackson when he knocked out Julian Jackson twice, but in 1991, he burst on the scene when he knocked out John the Beast Mugabe in the very first round. Of course, John the Beast Mugabe, he was a beast. Ask Marvin Hagler. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC-TV. Of course, check out the WBC's interactive website at WBCBoxing.com. On the line for the Baltimore Airport is my one of my favorite people, Claire Burke. And Claire, anything before I let you go? Any parting shots you want to like uh, take at anybody? <laughs> Yeah, uh, let's talk about, we got a few minutes we can talk about Langston King, the promoter that doesn't pay everybody. You know, he, uh, let's see, has been in Memphis, Tennessee, no longer lets him promote there, Michigan, uh, Ohio, Kentucky, but Florida for some reason, even though he owes, I know right now, like six different fighters and uh, Fabio, the matchmaker, you know, money from the last Florida show, Florida's looking into it, but they still continue to let him promote. So if anyone's out there, Langston King, you know, he, he, he's he got a good game. I got I have to tell you that. Like, if the guy really put his mind to something more productive and something less dishonest, 
I mean, he'd probably be very successful. So he, what he does is he, he has a lot of pictures on his social media and things like that with, like, Mayweather. Yeah. And he'll put some Mayweather fighters on his card. He pays Mayweather to do videos, you know, on his jet. So it looks like he's really, like, close to Mayweather, but he's not. He's just paying him, you know. And then he, like what I said, he doesn't pay, offer some of these big purses, doesn't pay him. And he literally, like, before, as soon as the fight's over the last fight, he's gone. He's already checked out of the hotel. He's just gone. The fighters never see him again. You you do so, re- you anyways, do a time out time out. You do realize that he would never if I was fighting those cards, he'd never got over on me like that. You do realize that, right? I do realize that. But the very first time I ran into him, he I mean he was getting over even on uh let's say who fought Chop Chop McCorley and uh Vivian Harris fought <laughs> each other. Doesn't matter, like, man. So, a, a guy yeah, like that. Whole- <laughs> a guy a guy like that is probably going to pay me before I get in the ring. Yeah, he, well, that was kind of disgusting. He was supposed to pay Vivian Harris before that. He gave him a little bit, and there's like, you know, I remember for the fight, his manager said, uh, Claire, you think, he, think he's going to pay me, like, after the fights, right? I said, no, absolutely not. <laughs> he goes, no, seriously. I said, I'm being serious. Absolutely not. And I said, you know, let's be, let's be honest here. Look at the fight. Look at, you know what I mean? Let's be honest about where these fighters are in their career, which I love both of them. But it wasn't worth, you know, it wasn't a $20,000 purse. It, it wasn't that fight. You know, and this guy, there's no one even here in the arena. He sold no tickets. <laughs> he just steals the sponsorship money and promises a bunch of stuff. But, yeah, they did end up getting paid, um, I think, at least half their purses because they went and made a YouTube video and were Man. blasting it all over and got an attorney involved. And he did pay them. Would, but it took some time. But, you know, yeah, I would make, bad guy, I, bad dude. No, 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 no. It would be physical. You hear where I'm coming from? I mean, it would just, it would just be physical. People's laughing. You no, know, no. He, it would be physical. I mean, the guy's not. Well, he, no, he, no, no. He, 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 he can get. No, no. I'm telling you, I'm not getting in the ring. If I knew even things we were slightly shady, there's no way I would even get in the ring without getting paid first. I don't exactly. Care. Thank you. Exactly. But they just want to believe that. Nah, he wouldn't do that. Does he? Seems like a really great guy. And, he hangs out and with Mayweather. He, Exact. Which? What does that really tell us? We don't know what that tells us. That just means he might hang out with Mayweather. But I did verify with Mayweather's people that he doesn't actually hang out with them. He just uh, pays Mayweather to take photos with them and stuff like that. You know, what's you funny know? Is, is, like, is is that you brought up Florida. Everybody goes to Florida to escape legal uh, ramifications. Don King went there because he told me he couldn't get sued nearly as easy as he could if he lived in New York State. Or in Cleveland, Ohio, I kid you not. So you move to Florida. Plus, he said they, they got some, some favorable tax plans down there. But the bottom line is people like Don King and the former president, Donald Trump, find a place to go. They go down to the Florida. What's, what's up with Florida? I don't know. Well, it's kind of, I mean, they want the money. They don't care about what's going on. I mean, that's why they let all these crazy other fights happen in Florida, too, right? They just want, you know, they want their money for it. So they don't want to lose out on the money. I don't know what kind of money they're paying for just a regular club show, but they want the money, so they don't want to cancel anything. It's all about the money. Okay. You know that. Speaking of all about the money, any women's boxers that, any women boxers that are catching your eye of late? You know, I haven't seen that many female bouts. It's been really funny. We've, you know, a couple of promoters are really good about trying to put these female bouts on their um, card. You know, I'm talking about the up-and-coming fighters. Mm-hmm. And they're having trouble finding other female fighters that want to fight. So it's really kind of been confusing for me the last I'm conflicted with it, you know. 
like I hear all these things and see all these posts and talk to them like, oh, I want to fight. No one's putting us on cards. But yet when we're reaching out to these people, these female fighters, they're just they're turning down fights. You it's, know, it's, a, it's tough. You know, there's not that many female fighters and how easy is it? You just got to take what fights you can get a lot of times. It's not about picking the right fights. It's, it's, dif- it's difficult. It depends how much money you've got behind you. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, if you know. you got the right money behind you and you got a manager this and that that's giving you a salary, you can say, well, I'll, I'll do this and I won't do that and things like that. You know, money talks. Just like you said, money talks, no doubt about that. Right, but there's like one manager who um, signed, geez, the majority of a huge slew of uh, female fighters here in the United States, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know if he's got the money to move him or not. I haven't seen any real movement there, but I don't want to speak on something I don't know for sure. I don't know what the situation is, but I don't see him moving them on his own. You know, they're getting fights, you know, now and then, but I don't see him actively moving them. You know what I'm talking about, yeah. like you putting know, the money into them to move them. You know, I, I did the first women's pay-per-view, all boxing, all women's pay-per-view boxing are promoted by Rick Coolis. I think that was back in like 1994. Because like mm. we, we were a couple. We did one card in L.A. All females, and we did on pay per view, I believe, and we did another card on pay per view from a place called. Are you ready for this, Lula, Mississippi? <laughs> I love it. Is that really a place? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was right across. The I bri- love it. It was right across the bridge I- from 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 Arkansas. And I will tell you this. I'm going to tell you a little short story, and I'll, I'll let you go. Um, okay. I was in my room the night before the night before the fight. And I went to sleep, this and that, and I went into the bathroom, and I went to the bathroom, and there was a mouse in the bathroom, and he sort of got up on his hind legs, a rat, and he got up on his hind legs and scared the uh. snot out of me, and I jumped up on top of the toilet. <laughs> Four-time Golden Glove champion, former San Francisco policeman, not scared of too many things, but that mouse scared the snot out of me. But you didn't pee yourself, right? Not quite to that extent, no doubt about that. There you go. Claire Burke, well, <laughs> on go. that, I will end things. I wish you the best. Anytime you've got something to say, you need to come back here and let me know, okay? Okay, great. Talk to you guys soon. I hope Bye. life's treating you good. Claire Burke, she is a boxing activist. She's a she's judge, advisor, trainer. I mean, she there's nothing this woman doesn't do. She wears like a thousand different hats, and she's an advisor to many. Now, speaking of advisors, Anthony Joshua, remember him? 2012 Olympic gold medalist, the guy I was so high on. Remember, I was so high on him, I, I was almost blowing the dude. Anyway, the bottom line is, I was wrong, okay? Because you can't make chicken soup out of chicken spit again. And why do I say that? Is You can't give a guy a violin at the age of 20 and expect him to be Stradivarius at the age of 27. It ain't going to happen, okay? That's the sort of the same thing with boxing. That's why um, I think Anthony Joshua is going to be such a failure from this point forward. I mean, the fact that he lost to Anthony Ruiz the first time, I had a little bit of a problem with that. I mean, you know, I really did. Andy Reeves was a fat guy. Yeah, he could box as an amateur, but he shouldn't have beat Joshua. I mean, for the he just shouldn't have, But he did. He had a better pedigree, so he beat Joshua, okay? And then in the rematch, he showed up at like 283 pounds for the official weigh-in, but in all actuality, he weighed 317 pounds when he started training camp like six weeks before. Of course, you know, Andy, Hector likes to call him Reese. Andy Reese, he, um, he did a lot of cocaine. It looked like he did a lot of cocaine. I was watching those, t- those, those tapes on YouTube. I mean, it looked like white powder to me. And uh, he was associated with a lot of cocaine, a lot of, a lot of cognac and that kind of good stuff. So he went up to 317 pounds. He sold his soul. He just sold his soul. He just like, like Buster Douglas after he fought Mike Tyson. They just sell their soul. Because you know why they've gotten in too deep? They're in over their head and they realize it. And they can't handle it psychologically. So therefore, they fall apart physically.
It's just the way it is. Case in point, Buster Douglas and Andy Ruiz. Anyway, Anthony Joshua, the former uh, 2000, I said 2012 Olympic gold medal, scores the former WBA, IBF, WBO. He had like three or four, three or four. He had a bunch of belts, all with the WBC and the linear title. Of course, that belongs to the undefeated Tyson Fury, who's now 31-0-1. Um, but the bottom line is Anthony Joshua, of course, got beat. Originally by, as I said, Andy Ruiz, the fat guy. And then he lost to Oleg Usyk a fortnight ago. Now, when he lost, lost to Oleg Usyk, he lost decisively. I mean, it wasn't even close. It wasn't even... Blah, 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 blah. No, no, it wasn't even close. I mean, Oleg Usyk was feigning him out of... Mm, 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 just feigning hand feints, head feints, eye feints, foot feints. He just... I mean, Joshua didn't know what to do. Oh, he was confused. Oh, oh, oh I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. <clears throat> because he had never been in that position before, because it wasn't he wasn't born to box. He wasn't he didn't wasn't raised in the gym. Okay, sort of came on late as far as boxing was concerned. Okay, so Joshua flops miserably against Oleg Usyk. I mean, the scores they should have been larger than they were, but anyway, I th in my mind it was a bit of a rout. Okay, um, so Joshua is like should be removed from the heavyweight picture, but he was smart enough to uh, put a rematch clause in his contract, so he's going to get a rematch with Oleg Usyk, and I guess he should try to avenge himself, avenge a loss there. So bottom line is he's got this trainer by the name of McCracken, and he's a pretty good guy from the U.K. Everybody knows him. He's got some good abilities, had some good fighters in the past, but I guess Joshua is his, really his claim to fame. Um, and then Joshua was trying to shop him around. And was trying, Joshua was trying to leave him. Joshua was going to people like... Uh, Eddie Reynoso, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of trainers he went around to, man. He went around to all four or five of the top trainers going around, and he tried to get them to, to, to you know, to be his trainer. He talked to them about being his trainer. All the while, this guy McCracken is saying, hey, what's going on here? Well, the bottom line is, don't blame the trainer. It's you. I mean, you know, if I had a guy that was 20 pounds lighter than me, or 20 pounds lighter than me in size, and I was able to fight him, i beat his you don't want to. I'm serious. Give me 20. Give me 20 pounds. I don't care. Give me 20 pounds. <clears throat> but he couldn't take advantage of the 20 pounds. Why? Because he's not a purist. He's not a real boxer. per se. he's a handball player. He's a tennis player. He's a basketball player. OK, that could converted to got converted to boxing late in life. So at the end of the day, I don't think Josh was ever going to come back. And if Oleg Usyk doesn't beat him more convincingly in the second fight, shame on Oleg Usyk, because I think he will. In fact, I think that's the bet of the year right now. Betting on Oleg Usyk to beat Anthony Joshua, when they rematch, I think it's going to happen in early 2022. Of course, I guess the winner uh, will go on to fight Tyson Fury. Now, Tyson Fury, of course, coming off that win over Deontay Wilder a fortnight ago. Holy cow, the world's still talking about that. A good fight for boxing, a good fight for the boxing game. I mean, sports fans are too. People that aren't hip to boxing were talking about that fight. Oh, I heard there was a big boxing match on TV last Oh, you did you watch it? No, I heard about it. I heard about it. Well, the mere fact that people are hearing about it is sort of cool. I wish I would have watched it had it been on some type of network TV afterwards. HBO, Showtime maybe, uh, maybe ESPN. It would have rocked and rolled with an even bigger audience. That's the type of fight you want to give people for free. They watch that, then they get hooked. It's like a crack addict. You a little piece of crack, get them hooked. Next time, they buy big. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Of course, this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. WBC TV, October 24th, 2021. My name is Pedro Fernandez. Tower of power to the break. I was voted most likely to succeed. With the future looking so very Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Brought to you by the WBC, the World Boxing Council.
Do you have a home that you don't want anymore? We can buy it from you within 24 hours, any home, size, or condition. For over 20 years, we've been buying homes for cash and helping homeowners sell their homes immediately with no listings or strangers walking through your home. Are you moving? Did you lose your job? going through a divorce. Whatever the reason, if you're in a bind and you know that you need to sell your house fast, call the expert team at I Need to Sell My House Fast. We'll make you a serious cash offer to buy your home in 24 hours and let you walk away from it. No listing, no waiting. Sell any home, any size, any condition now. Call the expert team at I Need to Sell My House Fast. Make this free call now. 800-306-1760-800-306-1760-800-306-1760-That's 800-306-1760. Here's an important COVID-19 school system update for your local area. If you're concerned about your child's education, please pay close attention to this message. The current school systems were not set up for at-home learning. If you're worried that your child may not be getting the grades they need to get ahead, may be losing self-confidence, or you're worried about them getting into a good college because of their grades, help is available to you. Call Grade Potential Tutoring. They can help with in-home or online tutoring and help your child with any subject and every grade level, even for test prep. They're experts in the home tutoring and online tutoring field and confident they can help you and your child get better grades today. Call now for your free consultation. 800-693-8290-800-693-8290-800-693-8290. That's 800-693-8290. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. If you've had a revision or removal surgery of a hernia mesh implant after 2008, pay close attention to this message. Hernia mesh manufacturers have recalled some of the mesh material that may have been used in your surgery due to high failure rate. The FDA has even blamed the recalled mesh material for some of the worst of the health issues reported by doctors and patients. If you've had two or more hernia surgeries for the same issue and you're having severe complications, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you win. So please call now. 800-817-2968-800-817-2968-800-817-2968 That's 800-817-2968 Now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. So excited town, baby. Tower of Power. That's the name of that album. Drop CD, whatever the hell they call them these days. It came out about 18 months, two years ago. Bottom line is they are all at towerpower.com. October 30th, pretty good fight. 140 pounds on ESPN. Jose Zapeta and, and Joshua Vargas are going to hook it up at 140 pounds. Check that one out Saturday, October 30th. Of course, top rank. And ESPN bringing you to you from uh, Mad MSG. Of course, talking about the Hulu Theater next door. Jamal James, 27-1, taking on Raza Budabev. He is undefeated. Of course, that's October 30th. That's on Showtime. This guy's supposed to be able to confide a little bit. We'll see what happens after this fight. And women's boxing comes back, looks like, November the 5th um, with Michaela Meyer taking on Maiva Hamadouche. 
That's just her name. Hamadou, that's Twitter, and I kid you not anyway. Bottom line is November 6th, of course, Canelo Alvarez, the pound-for-pound pound king in boxing, taking on Calaplan. And I'll predict it right now, okay? Calaplan's going to get drilled. I mean drilled. And he's going to get punished first. So I'm saying this fight ends by the seventh round and ends on probably on a body shot. That's the way I saw it. Canelo's going to, if Canelo had his ideal wish, this is the way the fight would end. And I think he's going to try to get his ideal wish. He's going to try to impose his will to the point where he stops him in the middle of the fight with a body shot. Just to show, just to show Mr. Callum Plant who's the king and who is not. Of course, after that week, one week after that, of course, take that back. November the 13th. It's going to be, yeah, one week later. David Benavides, the undefeated former WBC 168-pound champion. Maybe the man that has the ability to beat Canelo, maybe even right now. Wow, maybe, maybe, maybe. Kid you not, undefeated. Take it on Jose Ozukintai. I said his name right. He's got a hard name. Ozukintai. Anyway, Ozukintai has only lost, I think, one or two fights once, I think, believe. Bottom line is, they're going to hook it up November the 13th. That'll be on Showtime as well. So Showtime's got some boxing. Of course, they come back with Jaime Mugia and Gabriel Rosado. That figures to be an easy fight for Mugia, even though Rosado's a tough guy. That's going to be on the zone November the 13th. So that wraps up the... Show for two hours of Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC TV. I thank you so much for tuning in. The executive producer is the one, the only Scott Cuddy. Until next time, keep your family together. Thank you so much for tuning in. Of course, this is the longest running fight show in history, Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Often imitated, but never duplicated. And don't forget, we are WBC TV.